The America Bomber. You may never have heard of it. Be grateful for that fact. A project started by the Reichsluftfahrt Ministerium, the German Ministry of Aviation, the America Bomber was a proposed class of long-range strategic bomber that would have been capable of striking the United States from Germany. Its failure, and the failure of the German war efforts generally, spared the cities of America the same destruction seen across Europe, devastation that still scars the continent to this day. Let's take a look at the designs that would have made it all possible, and then consider the awful goals these incredible machines might have been used to achieve. The burning of the East Coast, and the decimation of New York City. Welcome to Wars of the World. The first thing we need to understand are the challenges behind Germany attacking America. With a round-trip distance of 11,600 kilometers, or 7,200 miles, the range of the America bomber needed to be enormous, over triple that of the iconic B-17 Flying Fortress. It would also have to make that trip worth taking. That meant carrying a lot of bombs. Such a bomber could have changed the course of the Second World War. Luftwaffe Commander-in-Chief Hermann Göring certainly thought so. Regarding these plans, he said in a speech, quote, I would be extremely happy to possess such a bomber, which would at last stuff the mouth of arrogance across the sea. The mouth he was referring to was the increasingly interventionist government of President Franklin D. Roosevelt. Its arrogance, while powerful, wealthy, and practically invulnerable to attack, America had no need to cave in to the twisted demands of the Third Reich. Goering wanted to change that. Initially suggested during the summer of 1941, with the euphoria of a seeming certain victory against the USSR in the air, by April 1942, a 33-page plan on the America bomber had been completed. From this plan, we get a glimpse of the Nazi intentions to take the war to the United States, and to burn America's east to the ground in the process. Bases in the Azores Islands, a Portuguese possession in the Atlantic, were proposed. From there, Nazi bombers could reach targets in the United States, carrying payloads of up to 6.5 tons of death and destruction. The America bomber submission was open for the industrial and engineering firms of Germany to bid for. Likely to result in potentially hundreds or even thousands of orders, the competition was fierce and triggered an arms race in experimental heavy bomber development. The designs submitted by Bremen-based aircraft manufacturer Fokker Wolf, the TA-400, would come to represent one of their most advanced and sophisticated designs of the entire war. Firstly, there was its internationality. The engines were to be made in Germany, but most of the design work was carried out by French technicians near Paris. 
Likewise, the contracts for the construction of major components were awarded not just to German companies, but French and Italian ones too. The purpose of this was to speed up development and begin the construction of prototypes as soon as possible. The design would take many pioneering design features from American heavy bombers. Among them, pressurized crew compartments and tail turrets connected by a pressurized tunnel. That meant less bursting eardrums and more blood oxygen. The plane would also have remote controlled turrets fitted around its body. These were numerous. 10 MG-151 cannons would have been situated at different points around the aircraft, covering every possible approach. On top of this, the TA-400 would have been equipped with a particularly cool-looking quad-mount tail turret, bristling with four MG-131 machine guns. When used with fighter pilots, these turret guns enjoyed a glorious but brief period of popularity, a dramatic story we've covered before. Well, they found their way into British, American, and now German medium and heavy bombers. These fearsome turrets weren't going anywhere. Such beefy defense weaponry wasn't just for show. The Germans knew this. When these things appeared over the American skyline, the fighter pilots would do everything they could to bring them down. The object of every fighter's attention, these massive slow bombers needed to be prepared for things to get ugly. Bristling with guns from every angle and flying in tight formations, the hope was that any pilots approaching would find the air filled with bullets long before they had a chance to fire themselves. As for the payload it carried, the Focke-Wulf TA-400 meant business. Capable of carrying 80 tons of bombs, either high explosive or incendiary, over 6,000 miles. Thankfully, this technically proficient and international collaborative plane was never built. Starting off as a backup design for the Messerschmitt ME-264, which both required less materials and less labor, the German Air Ministry pulled the plug on the proposal in October 1943. So, what about the next proposal, the aforementioned Messerschmitt ME-264? Would it win the honor of dropping bombs on New York City? This all-metal high-wing plane actually begun development before the attack on Pearl Harbor and Germany's declaration of war against the United States. Consequently, plans were underway before the specifications regarding the America bomber were released. The result was a plane with four, not six engines, although they happened to be very powerful 14-cylinder BMW 801Gs. With a cruising speed of 349 kilometers an hour and a range of 15,000 kilometers, the ME-26 did not let its lack of engines disqualify it from consideration. Capable of getting from Europe to America and back in a single flight, dropping off 6,000 kilograms of bombs along the way, the ME-26 could have terrorized American citizens. Alongside the armor and defensive weapons carried on board the ME-26, the heavy bomber was designed to make the long flights as comfortable as possible for its eight crew members. This meant including additional oxygen for easy breathing, bunk beds for in-flight snoozing, and even a small galley complete with hot plates in case the men wanted to rustle themselves up a meal. Nobody would be mistaking the ME-264 for a luxury jet anytime soon, but there was a very real, if claustrophobic, comfort to be found on board. 
Despite all these advantages, paired to its relatively cheap construction when compared to the Focke-Wulf TA400s, the Messerschmitt ME264 would never be built in large numbers, being officially cancelled in September of 1944. There was one America bomber that was never cancelled, one that won the design contest and was prepared for mass production, one that would have turned the sky black over America and rained down death on New York City. This plane was the Junkers JU-390. It is also one of the most mysterious proposals, with the fewest surviving planes, photos and plans. Based on the JU-290, a four-engine long-range transport maritime patrol and bombing aircraft, the JU-390 added extra inner wing segments, a lengthening of the fuselage, and another pair of engines, bringing the total up to six. The similarity in design of the two planes is clear to see. Constructed and assembled at the Junkers plant in Dessau, test flights were ongoing from October 1943, and from the records, it's clear the German Ministry of Aviation was very impressed by the performance of this plane. They immediately put forward an order for 26 of them, ending the America bomber bidding process and entering a new era of airborne warfare. 33.5 meters long, equipped with air-to-surface vessel radar, as well as five MG-151 cannons, this plane would have been Germany's largest heavy bomber in production and would have carried upwards of six tons of bombs. However, most of the pictures we have, and pictures that exist, are not of the 390, but of the four-engined JU-290. That's because, despite the optimism Nazi planners had for the JU-390, production never got past two prototypes. The war was going very badly, and no resources could be spared for such offensive weapons as the America bomber. The Nazis were too busy maintaining aircraft dropping bombs on enemy troops, now positioned not thousands of miles away, but within Germany itself. And in truth, all the better for it. It is hard to look at these images and not feel uneasy. The Allies did win the war, and the Nazis and their empire were crushed completely. But in the 1940s, the Nazis didn't know that. They were fighting a war that they thought they were winning, and already planning on its escalation. These designs are living proof that this was far from being a foregone conclusion, the evidence and embodiments of a potential wave of destruction that might soon have crashed over American shores and expanded the Nazi assaults across the global stage. All that's left to do is review how successful the America bomber might have been. Although concrete goals for the program were never outlined, we can review some of them. What was clear is that New York would have been the main target. Valuable both strategically and industrially, the impact of an aerial attack on New York from the skies would have been huge. Manhattan was built up like no other city on Earth. As the largest city in the world, with a population of around 7 million, New York was incredibly wealthy. Its skyscrapers were the tallest, its apartments the densest, and its industrial output unparalleled. 
Strategic bombing was most effective when used against dense and valuable targets, and would likely have been devastating if employed against New York. Large raids of German America bombers, each carrying around six tons of bombs, would have been capable of decimating the city. In a single night, the high-rise buildings of Manhattan could have been toppled, signature buildings like the Empire State Building and the Chrysler Building crashing in on themselves as bombs fell all around. With the use of firebombs, entire sections of the city would have been vulnerable, with the heavily populated areas like Brooklyn and the Bronx potentially gutted in a single raid. Street after ruined street left standing, blackened and hollow as firestorms raged through the city. And the port of New York and New Jersey, a hub of military activity and by far America's largest, would have been the center of it all. Brooklyn Navy Yard, the largest shipping facility in all of the United States, would undoubtedly have been the first target in any America bomber's sights, likely to attract hundreds and hundreds of tons of munitions. Boats would be pouring out into the harbor, decks packed with people, desperate to escape the bombs and fires breaking out across their city. Facing as they were the potential flood of American-made weapons and United States troops, it is no surprise that the Nazi leadership were desperate to find some means of retaliation. The thought of collapsing skyscrapers and the ruining of New York fit the bill perfectly. To my mind, few images capture a potential Nazi victory in the Second World War better than that of the Statue of Liberty, standing defiantly against wave after wave of Nazi heavy bombers, while behind her, New York glows, burning. Some claim the America bomber aimed to bomb the nation into passivity, or at least ensure neutrality through the threat of attack. After all, it was only by the 1940s that public opinion swung towards supporting the war in America. With many wanting to stay out of it already, a potential attack would surely provide just another strong reasoning behind an already popular argument. However, this seems unlikely to me. Maybe if the planes had been designed and built in the 1930s, that reasoning makes sense. But as we can see from the proposed plane designs, work was only seriously begun on the America bomber program after Germany's declaration of war on the United States. That leaves one final theory, that the America bomber aimed not to destroy United States cities, but instead divert American attention. With bombers over New York City, the federal government would find itself busy arranging air defenses, bomb shelters and evacuations, exhausting precious time, industry and manpower that would otherwise be used in the European conflict, defending the United Kingdom and liberating France. Thankfully, of course, none of this ever happened. As you know, the America bomber had almost no effect on the course or outcome of the war. The reasons why are as fascinating as the planned America bomber itself. The Germans were already exhausting their industrial capacity, manpower and resources fighting the Soviet Union across the 1,000 mile long Eastern Front. It couldn't build enough tanks to win the war it had already started. It certainly couldn't build heavy bombers for the new war it had just declared. Nazi commanders may have been daydreaming of the America bomber, flying high above the American cities and raining down death and destruction, but it was just that, a dream. The reality was that German cities, not American ones, would be the ones that were bombed, obliterated by wave after wave of British and American bombers. 
The Nazis were not just behind in the race to build heavy bombers, they hadn't even set off. Think of these designs, the Fokkerwolf TA-400, the ME-264, the JU-390. These were all potentially effective planes, capable of transcontinental destruction. But despite all the work designing them, despite the costly process of organizing the production of new parts, despite all the effort of building the prototypes and trailing them in flight, despite all of that, not one of them would ever be used. Compare that to the Allied efforts. On the British side, 7,300 Arvo Lancaster bombers, 6,000 Halifax bombers, and 2,300 short Sterling bombers. On the American, an incredible 12,700 B-17 Flying Fortress bombers, 18,000 B-24 bombers, and 4,000 B-29 Super Fortress bombers were built. If you want to know the truth, here it is. For the war in the air, Nazi Germany didn't stand a chance. Ultimately, the America bomber program came from a place of misunderstanding in the Nazi command. They failed to appreciate that they were losing the war, not winning it. And so the program came to naught. But its existence and the designs of the planes created to achieve it tell an incredible story. The Nazis didn't go down without a fight and America's East Coast was very nearly the victim of massed bombing raids the kind seen in London and Warsaw. We should be thankful the America bomber is not famous. And there you have the story of the America bomber. Please leave a comment down below with your own thoughts and reactions, and remember to like this video and subscribe to support the channel. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you next time.